Just think of those people that they'll never talk to anybody potentially about Jesus, never learn about him. How sad is that? There's great need. Um, And we have the only hope for them. The only hope. In fact, that's what I'm going to talk about a little bit tonight is just um, that word hope. Hope is such a great word, isn't it? Everyone loves that word. And uh, why is that? You know? Well, what is hope? Hope is a desire to see something happen. Um, Hope is um, a desire to see something fulfilled or something satisfied, right? I think that's why hope is such an endearing term, because it looks forward to something happening. As you know, though, the world, well, not just the world, you and I, we all search for things to satisfy us and fulfill us uh, in the things of the world at one point in our life or another. Even now, we're still battling that, right? We still have remaining sin. We're still battling that. We look to the world for satisfaction, fulfillment, joy. And does the world give that? Kind of, a little bit, Um, but it's temporary. And I dare say that temporariness of it, all it does is feed that hope even more, doesn't it? It's just like, wow, I don't find it in the world. So it makes you hunger even more for it. You know? Um, So perhaps we can find a little bit of hope. And I wanted to look at two groups uh, in the Christmas story, which perhaps you haven't thought about it this in this way. Uh, And let's see if we can find some hope in looking at these two groups of people. Um, I'm not crying yet. (laughs) Not yet. Just changing glasses. So in the telling of the story of of Jesus' birth, right, there are two very interesting groups uh, in the story. Can you name them, the two? Besides the angels, what are the other two groups? Shepherds and wise men. Very good. That's right. Um, And you always see them depicted in, in every manger scene, and it's very nice and friendly and warm and cozy. And that's not that it's not nice and friendly and warm and cozy, but let's see if there's a little bit more perspective that we can gain and, and look to see the hope that is in this as well. So Matthew 2, when we just read some of these, it says, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Now, we know these wise men are also called what? I heard it. Yeah. Magi. What does that mean? Magi. Do You guys know? It doesn't, it doesn't, um, it's not something you, 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 you know, it's not something you expect. Um, Dave Mathis says this. He says, while we three kings is a delightful Christmas carol, these men are not kings. They are not what we know them to be. In our context, they would be known as sorcerers, wizards, 
you know, magicians in the bad sense, right? People who are in the dark arts, the black arts, specializing in pagan supernatural practices, right? And they're coming to worship Jesus. Now, this is somewhat unexpected. You would not expect this in the story of Jesus. This is why when people don't believe the Bible, it's like, no one would put this in if they were making this story up about Jesus. Who would put this in there? Because you see in the Old and New Testament, sorcery is what? Roundly, soundly condemned. Why would that appear in this story, in these people? What are these people doing in this story? In a nice, you know, warm, cozy, comfortable, you know, manger scene. You would not expect this. Clearly, it is condemned. In Deuteronomy 18, right? Magicians, sorcerers, astrologers, mediums, charmers, fortune tellers, and any kind of divination are clearly condemned. And it's condemned in Isaiah, Isaiah 47, and Jeremiah 10 as well. Peter in Acts 8, and Paul in Acts 13, and John in Revelation soundly, clearly condemns sorcery and sorcerers. I remember even in Paul's day, there was a guy that was, you know, practicing sorcery and wanting to buy the gospel and do different things. Um, These are wise men, uh, I suppose, in biblical terms, but they are not kings. They are actually plain everyday sinners like you and me. And our tendency is probably to dismiss them or to um, write these people off. What about the second group? Uh, Luke 2.8. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, this may surprise you too, but as you, some of you probably know, shepherds were not people of good reputation. They're thieves, they're liars. They're actually some of the ones that are the lowliest in society. In fact, there aren't many people lower than shepherds. They're dirty, unreliable. Again, people that we can easily write off and ignore. Sinners. But God doesn't write them off, does he? Yes, they're sinners like you and me, sinners who are outside of Jesus and have no hope. Just like the billions of people in the world today that have no hope. They're desperately searching for it. In this age of all the stuff that's going on right now, like all the COVID, boy, you could see that desperation starting to rise out of one little virus. It's amazing, isn't it? People need hope. But we're sinners, sinners that are separated from God. And because of that, we're condemned, right? Uh, Before we knew Christ, we were alienated from his family without any hope. Let me remind you here in two passages, in Ephesians and in Colossians, Ephesians 2.12. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. 
Not only that, not only no hope, we were before Christ, we were actually hostile to Christ, right? Colossians 1.21 says, and you who were once alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds. Wow, how depressing. This is a Christmas message? Yeah. And just like the Magi and the shepherds, seemingly there is no hope. But God didn't give up. There is hope. There is hope for all. God saw fit to bring these wizard sinners and shepherd sinners to come near to the Son of God as a baby. He didn't bring famous people, powerful people, kings, and he brought sinners. And they were privileged to witness the birth of the Son of God and to worship. How amazing. So our God is so gracious that it brings Jesus to us as well, while we were yet sinners. Romans 5 and verse 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is the great hope. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were still Sorry, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. That is the great news, the good news. Hope only in Christ. All the stuff that's been happening around the world, in our country, all has, that has done is pointed to the hopelessness of the world and the desperation that everyone has. We have that hope in Christ. And I would add on, therefore, don't you want to go tell others <laughs> about Jesus? Because so they can join and have eternal life. More and more importantly, have Jesus, know him, love him, worship him. That is the great news, right? Hope it is not wishful thinking. That is not the hope that we as followers of Christ talk about when we talk about it. Hope is a certainty. It is the realization of what we desire. Remember, we said earlier, hope is the desire to see something happen or to have some kind of sa- something satisfied or fulfilled. Well, hope in Christ is actually realized. Because only in Christ will you be fulfilled and satisfied and have true joy, never ending. And in some strange way, we will at the same time be fulfilled and satisfied and joyous. And we want even more of that, don't we? And that is what eternity is going to be about. Is that We are going to be with Christ, knowing him more and more, enjoying him more and more, being satisfied more and more, and in nothing else. Praise God. That's the good news. That's the hope when we talk about hope during Christmas season, right? Only the love of Jesus can satisfy, fulfill you and me. God the Father 
sent this incredible gift of new life in Christ, hope in the person of Jesus. And again, you, you've heard me say many times, it's not what just Jesus can do for you. Hope is actually in a person, not just what you get from them. It's, it's him. I mean, ultimately, it's, it's Christ, right? So this Christmas season, if you know Jesus, then praise him. Enjoy him even more. And know that you have a realized hope, one that is already fulfilled and satisfied. And you can continue to, um, continue to be satisfied. So celebrate your life with him and enjoy your relationship with him right now, as we've just done, sung about him and sung to him and heard his words. Uh, for those who have perhaps don't know Jesus yet tonight or aren't sure, then look to Jesus and turn to him in faith, and he will receive you with love and kindness and forgiveness. And you'll have that weight lifted off, and you will be reconciled to God. What joy that is. No one, nothing can satisfy your soul except Jesus. Jesus is the hope of the season because he accomplished salvation and eternal life for all who turn to him in faith and repentance. So let us rejoice in Jesus for Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this time sweet time, Lord, together as Evergreen Community Church. Your people gathered in this local body. Um, in many ways, Powhatan's kind of like Bethlehem. Bethlehem was a very small town, Lord. And you chose an insignificant place, not the Powhatan's insignificant, sorry, insignificant, but you chose an insignificant city. And you brought in some of the lowliest in society and, and, and terrible sinners come witness the birth of your son. Lord, that gives us hope because we are terrible sinners and we are low. We are the lowly because we're sinners. Yet you brought hope and light and life to them and you do so to us through your son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We have no way of expressing our thanks and love and joy except to just shout out praise to you. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this season that we can focus once again on this. And we pray on the merits of Jesus alone tonight. Amen.